What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Swingman Podcast. It's podcast number 118. And something's a little different. We're, uh, we're going to be doing this one live for a change. So if you're here watching this live, thank you very much for coming along with us. Um, but if you are just listening to us as you normally are, whenever you are, thank you very much for, for listening. Anyway, uh, it is our playoff bracket prediction one. You get to do one of these a year. We do love doing them. And uh, joined as I am ever is by Lewis Howard and Louis Halpin. Chaps, are you well? Are you good? Are you excited to get into this? We're going to run through all of our NBA predictions. It's a good one of the year. It really is. Yeah, excited, but apprehensive because I don't know if for people in the UK a few days ago, a virgin went down multiple times, Virgin Media. So... I can't wait to see how this goes with Virgin Media. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got beef, got beef for them at the moment. So we'll see, we'll see how this goes. But I don't, I don't have trust in them whatsoever. And if I could pick another internet provider, I would. But I would. Louis, how yeah. you doing? Hopefully, yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. And hopefully it's a consensus between us for a lot of these. I don't want any scuffles, perhaps, between the team, of course. We haven't seen any of those recently either. So uh, that would be beneficial, I think. To, uh, to get on the same page at the very least. Yeah, I mean, these sort of things, the, these sort of things, they're normally, there'll be a few discrepancies maybe on sort of, in terms of how many in terms of the series. I think this one is almost, well, for my my opinion, which would be the way, I think this is going to be one of the easier brackets to go through mm, of recent years, I'd say. But, you know, there's still some juicy ones that you've got in there that we can uh, that we can definitely go through. Lewis, I thought you was about to say something, then I might cut you off. What's your, uh, what was you going to yeah, say? Yeah, I, I was just going to say the last podcast, you know, the All-NBA one, that was probably the smoothest one of them we've done. So yep. this one hopefully will follow the same suit. I think there's a couple spicy picks you can have that aren't particularly based on the basketball of the season and just, the you know, who you're riding with. But we'll, we'll see what, what we pick as we go on. Yeah, we'll see what we get from there. Anyway, Um in any case, so the way of which I thought we'd do this is instead of running us through each of our sort of predictions that we'd each have, I thought we'd go through, we'd throw it up on the screen and we'd go for a consensus style approach. So we'll go through each of the top ones here. The, the pick and bracket challenge, which is what the official NBA one is, has you picking the first seed be all four that are in the play-ins. And then it's the same thing with the Denver side and then the second seed, which would be Memphis against the Lakers and the Grizzlies that... Uh, the Lakers and the Timberwolves, sorry, which will be the, the two that can play from there. So I thought we'd start at the top of this and we'd work our way down. So we've got Denver v the four of these here. Now, myself here, when you go through the, you're picking who you think is going to win through in terms of out of the series. I would say, depending on it, they might get, it might be Denver in five, but if not, I would say Denver 4-0 is, is what I would be saying here. I don't know if either of you two disagree with that one. Well, when, when I'm looking at the playing, because the, the way I did this one is I thought, you know, pick the teams that I think are going to finish in the seventh and eighth seed and then see how they match up as you go. Because as you say, there could be some discrepancies. I think we'd all pick Denver, but maybe five for some teams, four for the others. I think here, I feel like, especially with what's happened recently in Minnesota, it's not looking too great there. So I think I'm actually going to go the with vi- OKC. The vibes are bad. So, yeah, the vibes are bad. And, uh, you know, George licking his lips at the Rudy Gobert <laughs> disaster that, that has unfolded over there. But I, I think I'd actually go with OKC to get the eighth seed. I, I really like that team. And mm-hmm. e- even though I'm not confident in anyone obviously getting past them, but the, the only team I'd actually be confident in to maybe make a playoff run out of those teams is the Lakers. But I'll pick OKC here. And if it's OKC, then I'd go for Denver at five. Uh yeah, I, I can't 
disagree too much. Even put, I've got to put aside my Minnesota bias, and they did pull out the win against the Pelicans yesterday, albeit, you know, going through, you know, coming through what was a very, I think, kind of unseen scenario in the NBA. We've seen a couple bust ups, obviously, amongst teammates like that was pretty insane. He's obviously not going to be playing in the the first playing game against the Lakers. I think that's been confirmed now. Not that I think it matters anyway, because I don't think he makes the team better whatsoever. I think they're better when Cat's playing centre, and I don't think he should be there next season. But whether they can, uh, whether they can uh, sell him for a couple pennies, that will be a that will be an interesting. Yeah, I mean, the the, the the Go Bear deal has just gone to absolute like shit yeah. is what has essentially happened to it. It's it's looking worse by worse, sort of every stretch of games that they've got, especially with how Ant-Man's been in that team. Anthony Edwards has been sensational. And also Carl Anthony yeah. Towns, it just doesn't seem to gel. It's just been, it's been a catastrophe for it. It was bad when it first happened and it's just got continuously worse. They started off like, I mean, if you if they're trading as much as they did for Rudy Gobert, they should be in like title contention, shouldn't they? Like you shouldn't be trading that if you think you can get like fifth or fourth seed. That's just stupid. I think the baseline anyway is just better than you were before you did exactly. it and they're in the similar position. So what, what could you say? Where's, where's, where's all the, you know, Malik Beasley, all these guys. There was a good team atmosphere last season and, you know, you saw it in the play when they celebrated like it was the NBA Finals, which, I mean, is yeah. fantastic meme material. But it was a good moment in any case. But um, I think the Pelicans will get the eighth seed here, personally. Um, I do like the OKC shout and I think that's fair enough. You'd you're looking at that that one-off game anyway, and you're thinking, oh, it's Shea or it's Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's been absolutely... I mean, the Pelicans have been really good to close out this season in general, I would say. Obviously, they lost last night, but I think they would have ended the series, I think it was the season anyway, sort of like seven and three, which is pretty good considering where they were at. Um, obviously, they started off the season really well, but Zion got injured, and that's going to be a consistent theme whenever we talk about this. But I think they're a decent team. They just can't... They couldn't buy a free last night, and I think that won't be the same. And I think Brandon Ingram, CJ, Herb Jones, I think in totality, they just have a bit more uh, talent than would the you, other teams there. Would you still have Denver going through oh, five? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Against... I thought that was... Oh, but yeah, that, 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 that's what I was going for. If you was lining up the Bells there, I thought he was going to go for a, a surprise uh, one. But no, I think... Denver in five, regardless, I think will be yeah. the, the consensus here of what we'd get. You can normally see to get a game against in, in, one of these teams will be in the first round. They're going to, those plucky first rounders are really going to try for it. Um, Budwin, if that's how I pronounce your name, good evening, gents. Let us know how you're feeling on the NBA brackets. We want to hear from people that are watching as well. But we'll go for Denver in five here and we'll scroll on down to the next one, which is arguably the toughest first round pick. Well, the first round decision that you've got across the whole playoffs when you've got the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. Granted, the Clippers are going to be without Paul George. It does seem for the entirety of this series. If it goes to a game seven, who knows? He might try and come back in. But in terms of this here, where have you got this going for the Phoenix and the Clippers here? What side are you leaning on? Louis Halpin, I'm going to go back to you straight away. Where are you feeling? I think the Suns take this in five, a gentleman sweep personally. Um, I don't think the Clippers are great. I don't think they've been great all season, obviously. And missing Paul George is obviously a massive factor in that. They were struggling to beat the Suns last night against their third stringers. Like the Suns were trying to actively, it feels like, lose the game. And I think the Clippers could have probably done with losing it as well and getting that sixth seed and obviously facing up against the Kings, which I think was the favourable matchup for a lot of teams there. Um, 
I mean, the Suns are difficult to assess because we haven't seen that team in its full totality really against anyone of any note. I think it was like seven or seven and oh when they're playing all together. You know, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and KD, and Devin Booker. So that's impressive. But I think the hardest teams among those are like the Bulls. Um, I think I think the Timberwolves are in there as well. So it's not really a great barometer to assess them. But I think they're good. If I if I if I had to go, I mean they are good. Oh. They're gonna, no, I think but, they're good. But title winning good is obviously a different a different scenario. Yeah. But I think the Clippers just haven't got the tools. I think they're a bad matchup for the Suns, if I'm quite honest. Um even with Kawhi, you know, you'd theoretically have PG uh, PG guarding KD there, but I I just don't think they've got enough for them this season. So I'll go for the Suns in five. Lewis, yeah, how, how are you feeling? Suns in five? Uh, you know what? I'll give the Clippers an extra game. I'll, I'll go Suns in six, even though I do think the Suns are a much better team. And when you look at the, the there's a percentage on the actual playoff bracket where you can see. I assume it's what most people have picked when they've submitted it, and it's heavily favoured to Phoenix. I think it just shows how tough really the Clippers got with this matchup because they're the fifth seed, so they play the worst. They technically you'd think the worst of the home court, but it's the Suns, so you could argue are the best. So it's, it's just rough for them, as Louis said. If they got the sixth, they played Sacramento. Maybe I'd actually favour the Clippers there. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think that one's up in the air. But with this one, I'm definitely going Phoenix. But I'll, I'll say six. So it's tough for me because I again I don't see any I don't see this being a sweep regardless of it because Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard in in terms of what it is. If Paul George was about and playoff P being playoff P in these scenarios as well. It would be a really, really close series, I think, personally. I don't care about the whole Suns thing. I still think it's new. And come playoffs, I still not. I, I remember Chris Paul from last year in the playoffs as well. That's what's deep in my in my memory for it. But with all that said and done, I'm going to agree with you, Lewis. I do think it's going to be Phoenix in six. I just think they're going to have too much. But Kawhi Leonard is not one of these players where you just go, I oh, get some one. Kawhi Leonard could definitely win some home some home court games against uh, against Phoenix there. And also, I think. I know he's he's coming back and they've managed him still. But if Kevin Durant goes down in this series and he gets injured game one, I it's not a it's not a five game series at all for me. Is how yeah, I, see. I know that's a big thing to say, but yeah, planning for injuries unless it's injuries like, is like, tough. Like Zion, unless like Zion, as yeah. Louis said, planning for injuries is just something you shouldn't do with these pick and brackets. I think you should always generally err on the side of they're going to be fit unless it is one of those players that just is just constantly. Yeah, fit. it depends on the scenario, doesn't it? it depends on the context. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a Denver in five as well, and we've got a Phoenix in five. Well, let's see if you agree with us in Sacramento and Golden State is what we're going to want to know here. So if we look at it here, you can see 74% of people are going for Golden State, but we don't want to know what the 74% are doing. You want to know what the Swingman podcast is saying. Um, unfortunately, I have a feeling that the Swingman podcast are going to agree with the 74%. I'll, I'll kick this one off. Me personally, I'm going to go Golden State in six. That's just how I see things transpiring. And it's it's a tough one for the Kings. They've been without playoff, they've been without the playoff berth for so many years. But then they come up against you. Sort of you never want to face the Warriors in the playoffs, and they get them first round. It's so peak for them in that regard. They're going to get something from it, and I can't, and Sabonis in this matchup I quite like as well. And De'Aaron Fox has been really really good this season. But I'm going to have to roll Golden State in six with this. How do you feel about this one, Lewis Howard? It's tough because uh, these teams are almost like polar opposites because you have the Kings who are such, they're so new to the playoffs because they haven't been in it in ages. And even the team itself, the players, there's not a 
wide berth of playoff experiences there. And then you contrast it to the Warriors who have been there and done that so many times. The franchise has been so deep in the playoffs for the past decade that it, it's one of those ones where you either side with the fact that the playoffs is such a different ball game to the regular season and you trust in those players who have done it before, like Steph, obviously, like Clay, or you go with, you know, you just throw it all on the regular season and say, you know what, the Kings have been playing so well and the Warriors have been faltering so much and all the issues that the Warriors have had throughout the season that you think the Kings can do it. I think most people, as it shows, and I think everyone here would pick, they would put the faith in the Warriors for what they have done previously, even though, you know, you've got to show what you can do now. I still think you cut them some slack and you say, you know, they're going to be able to show up and at least get through this this round. Lou, what you got? What you got? Um, I'll tell you what someone has. Someone's got Golden State in four and Ace Adam has got Golden State in four. He has backtracked on six because he's seen it in the comments. Yeah, but that was, that was Lou, Lou before, go with chest. Yeah, go <laughs> with your chest. Uh, Lou, how are you feeling? Um, I think the Golden State Warriors go through as well. Um, I just think, again, it's probably a stretch too far for Sacramento at this stage. And you can't have really picked someone. I mean, if you look at those teams in the lower bracket, actually, it's pretty difficult for all of them. I think if you had the Lakers, you had the Suns, the Clippers, we could be saying the same thing. But obviously the Golden State Warriors have that extra uh, experience, you would say, winning like five championships. So that is unfortunate for them. Uh, they'll get Wiggins back as well. Steph's been on... A burner to end the season. Clay's been really good as well. I feel like they're turning it around slightly at the right time. I'm not going to go as far as to say that. Yeah, well, we'll get to that anyway. But I think offensively, the series is going to be great. These are, I think, probably the two best offensive teams in the league when they're at their pomp anyway, when they've got everyone on the court that they need to. Um, so I think we'll be we'll be getting some great games, some high scoring games. But I still have a little. Uh, feeling in the back of my head about Golden State going away from San Francisco and I think Sacramento is going to be absolutely on fire for these you know the first playoff series since 2006 um, I think they'll struggle in those games and I think that's what will even it up I think they'll they'll take all their home games basically up until that game seven where I think Golden State will edge it out but you two have six so we, we if we don't get that uh, that game seven I'd be a bit annoyed but I can see why you went for that one. So you're, 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 you think this is going to go seven games? I think this is going to go seven games. That's yeah. an interesting one. So how do you was fine with you was fine with six as well? So I think we'll yeah, yeah, we'll I'd, jump with we'll jump with six for the. I'd pick six, but seven that that place would be rocking if it was a yeah. game seven. Eight, that yeah, yeah. A, a first round game seven is always sort of top tier, but I, I I can't see that one being being the one. This is what surprised me in any case. Uh, the Grizzlies v either the Lakers or the Timberwolves. It's almost 50-50 split, which I think is a little bit disrespectful to how good the Memphis Grizzlies have been this year. Granted, I know they've had some sort of drama going on with the whole Jam Morant thing at the end, but I don't really think this is going to affect them too much. I haven't seen that they've still been a top-tier team. But seeing as I went first last time, Louis Halpin, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies. And who who do you think's going through out of the Lakers and the Timberwolves? <laughs> well, I was going to say, are we overlooking my beloved Minnesota Timberwolves in this <laughs> matchup right now? I mean, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are going through. They've ended the season unbelievable, like beyond expectations, I guess. That trade deadline really worked for him. I think they were, oh, I, I can't remember the exact record from the All-Star break. It was like 11 and something, but it was very impressive. And 
LeBron James didn't play in a lot of those games, you got to remember. So this has been, you know, real effort from AD mainly. You'd say he's kind of man- managed to put together a consistent run of games and play like... We knew if he could pl- get on the court that he can play like this. Um, so that that was beside the point. It's just get, staying on the court and staying healthy. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've ended the season really well. So they'll go through in the play-in. Um, and that is the exact matchup I don't think Memphis really wanted. That that level of experience up coming up against you. You're always going to be scared when you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the other side of the court. And it's, oh, it's really tempting to to trust those guys that we know have won a championship or LeBron is just like one of the all-time greats. That's just a different kind of case. I went for Memphis in seven. So Ooh. just about. So there's two seven-game series. Not going to get that. I, I realise that now, but... I, I can't think of it any other way. It's going to be really close just because of the factor of Memphis were really, really immature last time the playoffs came around. They probably should have got knocked out by the Timberwolves in the first round last season. Um, they would have learned a bit from that. They've obviously had an up and down season off the court stuff, on the court stuff. But I think just about John Morant's going to do his way with that team. Like he'll be able to get whatever he wants. And then that kind of falls on it falls a lot on Jaron Jackson Jr.'s shoulders here like he's got to be on it defensively and he does have to contribute offensively like he has been um and Stephen Adams is also back which is a big boost for them but I think they're a deeper team I think in totality that makes them a slightly better team even if they don't have the best players on the court and I think that just about carries them through and they've got the home court advantage so you're going Memphis in seven Lewis Howard yeah. do you concur I do not concur, which uh, <laughs> it is nice. So we've got our first disagreement, but I think this is the hardest one to pick out, out of all of the ones we chose so far. I think the first two with Denver and Phoenix, I think pick themselves. Golden State, I think most people agreed, even though, I, you know, you can make a decent argument as to why you think the Kings could, could get through there. But this one, I think, is a real 50-50. I think we're all agreed that the Lakers are going to be the team in the, in the seventh seed to face the Grizzlies here. And as Louis said, it's that matchup of you know, you've got that mega, mega experience with LeBron James and AD, but I also like the players they've added that gives them a bit of youthful spirit as well. It's a really nice meshing together. And so when you look at the Grizzlies team, as Louis said, they're you know, a very young team, always in the news for something other than basketball, it seems, this season. But I do think they'll be they'll be really up for this matchup. And they seem to be able to get each other going quite a bit. And as Louis said, I think John Rand's just going to have his way. But I decided well, I decided to go on the side of experience and basically just how the Lakers have been playing. You talk about AD, even though he's been more consistent, he still has had those games where, you know, he maybe hasn't had his foot on the gas as much as he should. But you've seen those other players be able to step up. And I think when you add LeBron Jones to that, mix it will be enough to get them across the line so i went for the lakers in six lakers in six i mean for me either way this is a result for me i I still want to see i think the lakers will beat the timberwolves going into the other seed the timberwolves could very much win that nuggets game i'm not fussed about that one but in terms of the lakers v the grizzlies here either one of these going through to then play the Golden State Warriors, I think would be an unbelievably good series, regardless of what what team is. Obviously, Memphis have got past experience, and LeBron v Golden State, everyone knows sort of the history that goes behind that. This is really, really tough, because I do think Memphis are a better team, but I'm not sure I could bank on and bet on LeBron getting first-round bounced. I don't care if it's a 4-0 or a 5-1 sweep. This is a really, really tough one. 
I think this is going to go the distance of seven games. And I I can't bet on LeBron losing is my issue in my head for it. So I'm going to say Lakers in seven. So where does that leave us if we're going to go off of it well, here? If we're going to go for that collective group. Where are we going for it? We'll do Lakers in seven because two of us bit Lakers. and then obviously It's, it's nuts that I'm not going for it. It's just I can't see a way in which LeBron loses first round to the Grizzlies, but it is this Lakers team. So it's like it would very much happen if, it, if this goes down, but I can't see a way for it. I should click on the Lakers, which would help. And we'll go Lakers in seven. Right then, we'll, uh, we'll move over to the Eastern Conference. And I think this one will probably be the quickest of the lot that we'll do. The Bucks v any one of the Raptors, the Bulls, the Hawks and the Heat. Um, unless it's Miami, which it could go five, I think this is a Bucks 4-0 sweep. Yeah, I agree. Anyone but the Bucks, and it's, anyone, but the Bucks anyone but the Heat and it's a sweep. And I don't think it will be the Heat that they're playing. So. This Ace Adam. Ace Adam thinks this is going to be a close matchup. Is that what you're saying? Or is she talking about no, the Grizzlies Lakers? Let us know. He, he was talking about the Grizzlies, in fairness. Oh, right. <laughs> but in any case, Louis, are you concurring with Bucks yeah. and Heat, or do you think there's going to be a first-round yeah. shock or not? No, no, it'll be, a, it'll be a sweep. I think they'll play the Bulls in this round, actually. I think the Bulls ended the season quite well. This is my opposite of Lewis's OKC pick. Um, DeRozan, Zach Levine, I'm betting on those guys over Mr. Can't Give the Ball Up. And... <laughs> the just horrific offense I'm seeing from those other two teams. So I'll go for the balls in that one, but yeah, four and a, you know, the do you think there's any chance? The rumor, on, been going today. the rumor has been going around today about apparently the, uh, the Hawks being given the green light to look around some trades for Trey Young, apparently. So that we'll see how that develops as, uh, as when this season ends and the off season starts, but it's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit weird that's what's going on in, in Atlanta, but I, I think the the issue with on the Trey Young, and I know we've spoken about this before, is sort of just where does he go is the issue with it, but he doesn't seem to be very, very settled there and it hasn't necessarily worked out. But I mean, when you go and then look at what's happening at the Mavs with Luca, there's a load of stuff that could happen in the offseason, but we can save that till the summer, till we're dealt with everything in the playoffs. That's when that juicy stuff can go. But um, the thing I was going to say is, do you think there's a chance that we've sort of, We've obviously seen Chris Middleton has had that reoccurring knee injury all year long. All year long, Yanis uh, is Yanis, and he's sort of been in bubble wrap for a few times. Do you think there is a chance of which we see the Bucks rest any of these guys? Like maybe not Yanis, but rest a, a Middleton, a Drew Holiday, a Brolo, and then you'll see potentially a, a two a, it go to a six game series. Or do you think the Bucks are just going to sort of get it over and done with and get out of there as quickly as possible? No, I think obviously, you know. If the rest, the best rest is if you sweep them, and then you get a little bit of extra time off while everything else is going on. But also, it'll be more of an in-game thing where you know if they're ahead by quite a lot in a game, then they can just bench them for however much time is left. I don't think there's ever going to be a you know take this game off sort of scenario. Yeah. Um, right. Well, we've got Bucks in four. That's pretty consistent. Now let's go over to another potential sweep. And I'm sorry, Knicks fans. This isn't going to go well, I don't think, for you here. It's going to be another playoff sort of, you got there, you've done well. But, I mean, I'm, I, I, me personally, I'm saying Cleveland in five is where I'm going. I think MSG gets some one, because especially if Randall's still out, I'm not sure what his sort of health is, but I think MSG will get them one, and then that's about it. And we're going to see, in this series, I reckon at least two Donovan Mitchell 40-plus point games. Yeah, um, 
gonna I mean, I've, it's all dependent on Julius Randall's health obviously he was in a very consistent playoff performer last time around and that was a big thing um it was again great to see them in here because I love to see the Knicks in the playoffs because they're just their crowd just goes absolutely wild for it. that that Atlanta series with Trey and everything like that and the villain that, was that so came good, from yeah. it, it's good and I don't think Donovan Mitchell I don't think he has that type of villain personality to to him that I, I, I you know so I don't see that happening this time around but I do think he's going to absolutely uh, have his way in certain games here and I also think Darius Garland is going to have his way in certain games um other other side though I do think that um oh who's the guy that mouse trader how, how, how have I forgot his name Jaden <laughs> Brunson <laughs> Jalen Brunson, yeah. I think he's going to... I mean, he was great in the past last season and he's caused Mark Cuban to have sort of like a psychotic breakdown as the season has gone It off. really has. And <laughs> Luca's sitting there like looking... Luca's got that, that you know, the meme of the guy where it's raining outside and he's sat on his bed with like a yeah. picture of the two of them. That seems what Luca's been like the past few games. Yeah. But. I mean, those guys can't defend Jalen Brunson. So I'll say that. I think he's going to have himself a couple gamers here. This was always a tough matchup for Randall due to the fact that Mobley's there, that Allen's there. They've got Okoro as well they can throw up. Um, I think offensively, the Cavs have a limit because they're just so dependent on those two backcourt players. And I think if you find ways to at least stop them a little bit, but that's a, a, a guess a conversation for another series. I'll give them, I'll give the Knicks two games. I think it'll go six, but it's kind of here, here nor there, really. Lewis, what did you have this going in? Yeah, this is odd. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling this is going seven. Because I know last year, obviously, Julius Randle in the playoffs wasn't the greatest thing in the world. But, the I mean, as much as people don't really care about the regular season, the Knicks are three and one against them this year. And I do think, you know, when you, when you stack them up, the Cavs have got the better squad. And I do think they've got the best player, and I think they'll win the series. But I just, I don't know why, I just see this series being a real gritty one instead. Like, that, that, that Tib, that Tib effort is going to get them <laughs> yeah, to game seven. Oh, so yeah. seven. I don't think there'll be any blowouts in this. I think Donovan Mitchell is, is probably going to go nuts in quite a lot of the games. But even with that, I think it'll be. I uh, know. I just think it'll be a tough one. That I can't even tell you. What I, what I really think that is it, it's the it's the, uh, it's the it's the rj barrett factor that's what you're saying essentially that's what i'm, I'm, I'm picking that it's it's the there's so many storylines around this one even though you know it's the Cavs and the knicks and yeah it's not really a historical one but you got you know donovan mitchell obviously was linked to the knicks so much julius randall in the last time he was in the playoffs he you know didn't show up whatsoever and you know i, I do give some credence to madison square garden i think it'll be rocking for for all the games but I'll, uh, I'll still go with Cleveland because I just do think they are the better team, but I think it'll be in seven. I think there's an well, argument so- that, that the Knicks have a deeper team at the very least. We you know got Josh Hart quickly there as well. He's probably going to be sixth man of the year. He's another factor yeah. into this, which they didn't have last time because it just felt like the offense kind of came and stopped at Julius Randle and that's where it just snapped for them. Derek Rose was really important for them last time they're in the playoffs. So I think this time around they can have a better go of it. But I do think the Cavs are a really good team. So that that's the unfortunate aspect of this, really. Yeah, and yeah. then obviously the think, Julius Randall health aspects as well. You know, I didn't speak about that. This is if, as I said, if I think they're fully fair and raring to go. But even with that, as you say, this isn't the greatest match for Randall because of 
you know the bigs that Cleveland have got to throw. Yeah, but I mean Julius Randle lives by the three point line. He's going to have so much hero ball moments in these series, regardless if Brunson's Brunson's wide open. Julius Randle's going to try and hit a contested threes is what we're going to happen. But to be honest, listening and this is good why we do this as well because in my mind I had it set that it would be a Cleveland in five, unfortunately. But to be honest, you've made some good points. I think we've said five, six, and seven. So we'll land on the Cavs in six. And I think that will be one of the most entertaining series across a lot of them because I don't think that there'll be necessarily massively blowout games, but I think there'll be really good entertaining basketball to come across from that one. But we will say the Cavs in six as a result. Yeah, I, I will say, I don't know about entertaining. Gritty, I think. I don't know about entertaining. No, that's what I mean. It's not going to be, it's, it's, it's not going to be the most beautiful basketball, but the, these games will sort of be, there'll be a lot of highlight moments is what I'd say in these. That yeah, that will I think there'll be, yeah, there'll be more individual performances, I think, in this series rather than, you know, a great team game. Um, yeah, he's got Cavs in five as well. So we're close on this one. And we've got uh, moving on, Ace Adams coming in straight away. And bead miles clear of Nick Claxton. 76ers in five for me. Um, do you know what? I'm almost going to say, I, I, this is no bias aside. I think this is going to be a Sixers sweep, if I'm being completely honest. Miles Br- Mikael Bridges is going to be really, really solid for them in this series. But the Sixers are just too strong for the for the Nets in terms of what, what's going on here. So I'm, I'm going to go Sixers 4-0. Easy one. We can move on to that. Louis Halpin, have you got any disagreements with me on that one? I just think it'll be a gentleman sweep. I think the Sixers usually drop the first game of the series, something stupid like that. I remember they played the Nets a couple of years ago and they'd done the same thing when it was the D'Angelo Russell type of era. And I can just see them, maybe the, the sort of youthful Nets running the, the older Sixers uh, a little bit ragged at some stages, getting them on the fast break, which is, I think, what you kind of need to do to the Sixers. But I think in totality, the talent, uh, James Harden, Jalen B, they have nothing to stop Jalen B. Nick Claxton, uh, he is miles clear of her. <laughs> Jalen B is, of course, miles clear of, not, um, of uh, Claxton, but he's a good player. He, he can do some He can do some stuff, but um, he can't hit a free throw. And Jalen B is one of the, <laughs> like the top five players of the NBA. So that, there's that angle. J- James Harden should have a nice, easy game to ease himself into playoff basketball. And... Looking for a bit of Tyrese Maxey contributions here because he's going to be big if they want to go deep in the playoffs. So I'd, I'd hope for a big game from him at least in, in one of these, but um, 4-1 for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, agree. I'll agree with Jordan. Just go to sweep. I'm, I'm not going to go too much into it. It's just the Sixers are just a far better team. So, yeah, 4 If I... If the Nets had Ben Simmons for this, could have been close if he was fit and available, but unfortunately not. We're going to go Philly and four. Um, moving on to the last one then in the East, we've got the Celtics v the eventual winners of Miami Heat v the Hawks. I mean, do we all agree that Miami are going to beat the Hawks? I think that would be the consensus yeah. that we'll go through there. So we'll say we'll say Boston v Miami. Um, I'm personally going to say Boston in six is what I'm going to go with here. Thinking about it being in Miami, I think Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a completely different animal. Bam Adebayo has been a bit shaky, and this will depend on Robert Williams for me as well, because he will be a good matchup to go with Bam. But ultimately, Boston have got too much. They're going to be one of the favourites to go right to the end. But I do think Miami aren't a sort of gentleman sweep side. I think they will get two games in this series. So for me, I will say Boston in six. Lewis Howard, how you feeling on this? Bleed green or what's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Boston will go for it. I think most people will go with Boston. But, you know, as I said with the Knicks-Cavs series, I think this is going to be another one where there's going to be quite a few games that are real gritty. I think Miami know how to really slow the game down in the playoffs and make it really hard for teams. 
and I can see Boston maybe having a bit of a slow start to this series. So I would, I would also go Boston in six. But when you look at the just Boston in its totality, and if you look at some of the stats at the end of the season, not even just the ITS and the, the star players, they're top three across so many statistical categories, offense, defense, that they've just got too much and they can just overwhelm teams. And I think they'll overwhelm the Heat eventually. And uh, I've got them in six. Yeah, I, I guess they probably just they didn't want this matchup in the first round because, like you said, the Heat aren't an easy out for the first. It's, they're not the Brooklyn Nets, basically. That they'll grind you down. And these two were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and the six, uh, the Sixers, sorry, the Celtics were a far better team then. But it took it to the very, they took it to the very last minute with you know a shot where they could have gone through and they could have been in the NBA Finals and they didn't deserve to be. So that they'll keep you know Butler and that just that grind that they have the heat culture as they like to coin uh often um i think that'll keep them within a within a fair distance so it's not going to be any buyout games in this one i don't think either i think a, a nice four two but yeah I'm, I'm agreeing i think we were kind of down on the celtics towards the end of the season but if you look at it I mean, in terms of that franchise anyway, that's the most wins they've had since 2009. I think it's the first player they've had in, probably the first player they're going to have in first team All-NBA since that time as well. They'll have a second player as well. So, you know, overall, it's been a pretty good season, positive season for Boston. I think it's just the uh, the way they started off and the way they ended, I think, kind of mismatched their expectations, but they should be able to quite handily deal with the Miami Heat. Indeed. I think definitely from the Eastern Conference, this is the series, though, that if a surprise or upset was going to happen, I would credit it to the Miami Heat beating the Boston Celtics. I think out of the four that are there, this is the one that would be most likely just because of how the Heat are structured, their mindset of going into games and things like that. That is what I'd say. It's probably quite obvious is also is what I would say looking at the other three matchups. I think but I'd go the this is I how I've got it. Yeah, Knicks. I'd go the Knicks. You think you well, go the Knicks? The, the Heat beating yeah. Boston. I, I think Boston are really good. Yeah. I don't think I don't see an eventuality with the Miami here beating the Celtics, but I can see the Knicks coming through that series. It's the only one I can see. Got another Philly sweep there. Anyway, we'll move on to semi-finals. We'll pick it back up. We'll go over to the West, and we'll start off with the number one seed, the potential three-time MVP. I don't think he's going to end up getting it of the Denver Nuggets versus the All Phoenix Suns right now. Um, I mean, one, what a game that we're going to get for our semifinals that that's going to be because of arguably how good the Suns are that we're going to, they're going to get that in the semis. This is the real sort of, this is your bread and butter moment. This is where it, it comes down to the crunch run of it. The Denver finally crack it or are we going to put the Phoenix Suns through? Lewis Howard, what are you saying? Yeah, this is, this is basically for me anyway, the essentially the conference finals. I know it's the semifinals, but I think these are the two best teams. And whoever wins this, spoiler, I'll have going through to, to get to the finals and to, to win the West. It's it's an interesting one because I do think Jokic will have a massive series in this. I think Aiton and, and what the Suns have to throw at Jokic just isn't enough. And I think Jokic will be able to mostly do what he wants. But when you look at that Suns team, I think Kevin Durant's going to be able to do what he wants. And then you, I think you just look at that Suns unit the you know the experience they've got with KD with Chris Paul the explosiveness they've got with KD and Booker you know you you've got KD on the team but Booker maybe a bit more freed up now with KD on the team can go off at any moment you don't know he could drop fifty points easily well not well maybe not easily but is it's, it's something that 
if it happened, you would be like, that's unbelievable. It's like, yeah, it's just Devin Booker. He's done it before. Sure. And then you look at the unit behind them. As Louis said, we've seen them play in a couple of games as they've rested their star players. And they've been managed to park a pretty good fight against some teams that had to play their full lineup. You saw them play the Clippers earlier. And for me, I just think Phoenix will have too much. And it's, it's interesting because we, you know, this season, most of the storyline's been around Jokic and Embiid. But I actually think it's going to be a different tale when it, when it comes to the NBA finals. And I don't think Jokic is going to be a part of it because I think Phoenix are going to do them in six. I will say, though, if it goes seven, if it does go to game seven, I would take them because I just think that home goal advantage is just massive for them. But I think Phoenix will do in six. Louis, do you agree? Um, I think when I was going through this earlier, I got Denver in seven, and part of that was due to the the altitude. Obviously, that massive home court advantage they have they would have in a game seven. I just think it's so much for me to project the the Suns going to a potential NBA finals from what little I've seen so far. I mean, they've obviously got all the talent. I mean, when we say all the talent, we're talking about Devin Booker and. Kevin Durant here. Those are the players that matter because I don't think Chris Paul is really in this conversation anymore. And that will be an interesting one for me is to see how Jamal Murray steps up because this is going to be an important series for him, um, more so than the first one, obviously, because we we know Jokic is going to do whatever he wants against this team. I think that's fair to say. And I don't think it just comes down to Jamal Murray because Jokic will be able to pick out anyone and they can hit if they can hit their shots, you know that that's game really um but i think it's a lot for me to sort of project how offensively this is going to work i think it'll be fine defensively is where i have the issue and you can say that kevin durant can't be guarded and i agree with that but i just don't think that phoenix suns team is defensively solid enough on all cylinders to stop all of those players going off Jamal Murray will have a big game in this series. I think Michael Porter Jr. will have a big game in this series as well. And then you got the likes of Aaron Golden. And I do think in, to- like in totality that Denver has a better team than Phoenix does because they had to. They had to because they had to trade for Kevin Durant and they had to give stuff up. And that's fair enough. Um, so I am just about squeezing Denver through here because it's just too much for me to project that the Phoenix Suns are going to go to an NBA Finals based off of seven games played. So you got Denver in seven, Lewis. You had Phoenix in six, but if it goes to a seven, you would say Denver as well. Yeah, but but obviously Phoenix in six is, is the pick. Phoenix in six is, though, is what you're going with. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the other side of the coin with Louis. Where when it comes to what we've seen from the Suns, I, from watching the few games we've been able to watch and the trust I have in Kevin Durant in the playoffs, I just think they will have enough to be able to push them. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm in agreement personally. I, I say in these playoff situations, from what I've seen, and it was similar to what I said really with the the Lakers and the Grizzlies series. I can't bet against Kevin Durant, is what I would say in this playoff series. And arguably with Brooklyn, you could argue the whole team wasn't there and what was ready for him and whatnot. I wouldn't put that in Phoenix's camp with Devin Booker. You've got an NBA superstar there, and then you do have the backup cast sort of of Chris Paul and DeAndre and as well. Like Phoenix have got some nice role players for it as well. The thing I'm going to level to you here, and you know it's going to come, and this will happen if this does go on in in Phoenix winning six, is it a choke job from Jokic if he's now got the team as the number one seed that he doesn't make the Western Conference Finals this season? Uh, I mean, I don't think so, because I think Phoenix are the better team. It's as simple as that, really. And, you know, we talk about 
the MVP and who it goes to. We've had this conversation before when we talk about Yanis not being in the argument. Maybe he should be. Even though Jokic is a two-time MVP, do I think KD is currently a better player than Jokic? Yeah, I do. So it, in that case, if I think KD is the better player and I think overall Phoenix have got the better team, then I, I can't say it's a joke job because it, it, I, I'm picking the better team to go through. It's it's tough because, you know, obviously the, you're going to have a lot of eyes on you when you are the two-time MVP. But what I'll say is this Denver team, it's got a long road ahead of it. Its championship window is going to be open for a while. So I, I, I do think there's a championship in the future for this team, even if it isn't this year. So I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, Ace Adam here has got Denver in seven, personally for him. So hard to call, though, so I can understand both sides of where it's coming from, from Adam. Uh, yeah, appreciate that one. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, for me, I'm going to say uh, Phoenix in six, primarily based off of like I said before with Kevin Durant, I think Phoenix have got the better lineup there. So that's how I'm going to go for it in that matchup. So for this one, we have the Lakers v. the Golden State Warriors. I mean, Warrior semifinals. This is over here on the West Any side. But where have you got Golden State and the Lakers for it? It's going to be, uh, there's no way this is a sweep. Um, this is, I mean, this is proper heritage NBA finals is what we're talking here. And I think even in the case of that, I don't think it can happen if the Warriors go through one up and that there can be a reverse from it. There will be that mindset that of that never give up, that whole LeBron thing that there is before. Have, have any of you actually got that after the season of the start that they had, have any of you got the Lakers making the conference finals? You know what? When it comes to the playoffs, there's always one upset or one team that makes a little bit of a run and i'm just gonna go for the lakers in six for this I just, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe i'm throwing too much towards ad and lebron and thinking they you know they're gonna be able to it's not even rolling about the years they've had such a great end to the season but ain't they're gonna take over but maybe that's disrespecting steph and the warriors a bit too much because i think when you look at the teams in their totality you would say the warriors should have enough but I just think there's always one team that, you know, goes on a bit of a run. So I'll just, I don't think it's coming from the other side. So I'll, I'll just say the Lakers in six for this. Whichever team goes through is losing anyway. So. Uh, Come on, Louis. I can't. I, I, after I absolutely diminished their trade deadline, and I still have a strong hatred for D'Angelo Russell. And I'm sure Golden State Warriors <laughs> fans do as well because he watched him. <laughs> They watched him stink out the joint for a season down there in a well when they first joined in the bay. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, when they first moved to the Chase Center, I believe that was. But no, nah, I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I think this will be Wiggins in full flow. You would say he's back for the first round of the playoffs. I think that's pretty much a known thing. I'm not sure if that's officially confirmed. If he's like, oh, I'm starting game one or whatever. But I expect him to be back in his in his sort of fully game ready material here he might have a rough couple of ones in the first series but i think by the time we get here he'll be in full flow and i think that'll be important to any sort of um like defense you want to put up on lebron really because he is their best defender he's probably their second best player if we if we that, that's pretty mad when you think about it he's been out for like 20 or so games um so i think he'll be important to this series i think Overall, the we, Golden State were the, the championship winners last year. They do have a lot of talent. 
Um, I just don't think things have fell right for them this season, mainly because, you know, at the start of the season, we had that off-the-court incident with Jordan Paul and Draymond. Been a lot of injuries here and there. I think there's also the, the wear and tear of getting to an NBA Finals. And I've now got to think about a different Western Conference Finals now than I had before because I had the Denver Nuggets going through. So my mind's going in overdrive here. But I'm going to go for the Golden State Warriors going through here. I think they've got a better team. Yeah, you know what? Quickly, do you know what I forgot as well? I've just realised the what? universe will absolutely not allow KD and LeBron to ever play a game of basketball with each other again, so the Lakers mm. can't go through if the Suns are getting through. Well, yeah, universe, that is that is what was going around, yeah. The universe you have created for me has prevented another Golden State Memphis series, which I think would be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I think that would be better than a Lakers series, but you know. Do you think that would be better? I, I, I don't know. I th- just think the sort of the... the not the romance of it, but the the heritage of the LeBron yeah. Warriors stuff would I'll, be, I'll be would be I'll, more would be more juicy. I'll take the animosity between Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green over it. To be honest, oh yeah, that's the real headlines here. Yeah, I, that I, is, I don't care about LeBron cool. Steph. <laughs> I care about Dylan <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> exactly. Adam Silver is absolutely buying at the chomp for a Dylan Brooks Draymond podcast series off that will happen during that. But oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't um, see how many games actually. I, I, I put, I put yeah, I was going to say. Five. So you've got Golden State in five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is, I mean, when you look at the, the matchups and the sort of talent that would be on the court for this in terms of no one from the Warriors is dealing with AD. I'm not, I don't care what Draymond's doing. He can push AD in the ribs all he want, but they're, they're not doing anything for him. But Golden State just do have that heritage. When Wiggins is back, he's such a great player for them. I mean, no one knows the sort of shape he's going to come back in from. Word on the street was that he's been working out the whole time. He's in great shape still. He's just not been with the team. Who knows? We'll have to see if there's a bit of rust on him when he comes back. But yeah, I can't overlook the Warriors on this one. The Lakers, to get, for the Lakers to get to the semi-finals, I think they'd have bitten your hand off of this if you'd have asked them in December if, if they could make the semis. So for me, I'm going to go... I'm going to go the Warriors in six is what is what I'm saying. So where would that have us here as a collective? Is that Warriors in six that we're going to go from? Yeah, or yeah, is that... Do, do, do Warriors in six. I think that's fair. Do Warriors in six, yeah. Uh, let me just catch up. Uh, Ace Adam has got Lakers great defensively, but Golden State are three-point merchants. I think they're a bit better than that than three-point merchants. So Adam's got Adam's got Golden State in seven. In seven, we've got Warriors in five here. And we've got Phoenix being heavily overrated. Oh, oh you've got you know, some love. Back. You've got some love for you in the comments, Lou. I, I can understand where that opinion would come from because I think with the Suns it, it is more so who, like, what players you're placing your faith in and like how you value the individuals more than what you've seen because they haven't been together for so long so I can understand why it, that team would be so polarising but for me obviously I've already stated what I think of those players and how I think they'll be able to do it in the playoffs so that's why I put them there. I've also just seen next Bulbo in four. So yeah, Bulbo yeah, in four. We love a bit. Of, yeah, yeah. We, we love a bit of Bulbo around here. Anyway, um, anyway, we'll move on. Oh, here we go. Demon Dragon as well. Uh, Warriors sweep King, bro. How six games? Is that? What, are you saying you think they're going to go four and zero? Is that what we're saying here? Or are you thinking? Let us know what I want to know what you're thinking on that one. But we'll move on down to the east. Uh, we've got the Bucks v the Cavs is what we've got here from here. Um, where are we going on this one? Are we saying another Bucks 4-0 or are we going for that whole Donovan Mitchell gets some one approach? Is that what we're saying? Uh, yeah, I think probably one. I think not just Mitchell, but Garland here. I think I think Garland's season's gone under the radar, obviously, because I think he's been placed in more of a back pedal roll with Mitchell taking on a lot of the scoring and 
he's doing a lot more of the distri- distributing, but I can imagine him having a couple big games and throughout the playoffs really, and reminded himself why he was rated so highly last season. A lot of pressure was placed on him to be like the primary shot creator for other people and himself, and he was like the only offensive like center of that team, and that's why they kind of crumbled towards the end there. Um, so I think him having a bit of help will sort of elevate his game a little bit more in, in this scenario. But I think, you know, I think that we've got to have a little conversation about who's going to step up alongside Yanis with the Bucks because I do have that concern about Middleton. And I know Drew's been great this season, but offensively he can be shaky at times. But I think this is quite a favourable matchup um, in general. I mean, any team against Yanis is probably a favourable matchup because he can just do his way with any of them. But Mobley and Jared Allen will have their work cut out for them. But I think overall they'll bomb them out a little bit. Uh, and defensively, you know, it's all about the help defense with the uh, with the Bucks as well, and I think they can shepherd them into areas when that backcourt is so like relied upon offensively. I don't trust their front court, the Cavs' front court offensively. I would say overall, so four um, one, I think, is a fair prediction. Yeah, Cal, how are you feeling? I, I could maybe see Cleveland getting a couple, but if I had to choose, I'd say, I'd say Milwaukee and five. They're just, you know, I've said it so many times. They've got the best player on the planet on their team. They've been here before. They're such a tough team to score against. They've got such big bodies they can throw at you on the perimeter. They're a good team. It, you know, and then you look at the other side, and you know, you're talking before about the Cavs, and they've got a size as well, but. You know, facing Yanis is just different to facing like Julius Randle in the round before. So I think you have to side with Morgan here, especially from what they've shown in the regular season. Missing big players, they're still able to beat, you know, compete and beat a lot of the teams in the NBA. And it doesn't even look like they missed a step when Middleton was out for large steps. I think that wouldn't be the case in the playoffs when it comes to closing games. So you'll be, they'll be looking to him for that. But if he's back and he sometimes has some inconsistent games, but as a team, they'll have enough where even if that's the case, they'll push it over the line pretty comfortably, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we'll just catch up quickly. We've got Cavs in seven here from Leon. Uh, Cavs will barely push it to six. You know, so we've got some we've got some ulterior opinions going on around here. Um, me personally, like I've said before here, uh, we've got a Bucks will absolutely roll them GG from uh, from Adam here. So I, I, for me, I'm thinking it's going to be a Bucks in five is where I'm going to go. Does that mean we've got a collective Bucks in five agreement really across we across do. the realm of it here? I, I think Donovan Mitchell, they'll be good enough to get a game against them, but I think the Bucks just have far too much. And you, you, you're talking about this in terms of some of the, the depth that the Cavs have got. We're talking about Bobby Portis as well that's just sitting on the bench for them that can, that can come in as well. Yeah, Bucks in five as well that we've got. Uh, when will we see your Soro teams? Uh, video will be on the channel tomorrow. I think it'll be up around 3 p.m. GMT, which is, I think, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So that's when they'll be up, ready for the lock. I think it's tomorrow night. I'm not actually sure, but I think the lock for the first round is tomorrow night. Uh, Cavs will be a sweet spliff. There we go. They'll put them in a spliff is what they're going to go for. Um, so, yeah, we'll go for Bucks in five for that one. Then we'll scroll on down and... Is this tastier than the than the Denver Phoenix series? I think this is. Philly Boston would be uh, heritage, well, not heritage, but it will be a magnificent series that will come from it here. This one is the hardest one, I'd say, to predict right now. 
and it is dependent on health we are going to go but we're, we're living in this world where the whole series everyone is fit everyone's a hundred percent louis halpin where are you going i'm going to you first on this where are you going um yeah it's tough because i've enjoyed philly's basketball through stretches of the season even if there are elements of the two main players play that doesn't that don't really like translate to me very well and that's fine but i think that boston have a better team overall i don't think that can really be disputed and then then it comes into the argument of is it the best player or is it the best team overall and i think you'd say that jarman bead is the best player on the court here but yeah this is this is health with him because this guy's never made it to a second round without having like an eye injury or something stupid like that so um so yeah i'm kind of throwing that out the window here i think boston like you said lewis they they kind of come out top in a lot of different statistical categories and they've not been at their defensive best like they were last season this season but I think when it comes to the playoff times, I think they'll be able to lock it down a little bit. And you have to just consider the wear and tear that getting to an NBA Finals does. I don't think any team for an NBA Finals has then gone to make it the next year on for like a good couple of years now. So that's something I think they may have considered throughout the regular season. There have been times where it looks like they're taking possessions off a little bit. Um, I don't trust Harden. And I think that might be what it comes down to for me and, it, and it's going to take some Tyrese Maxi games and those are some big unknowns for me whereas I do trust Tatum to to come through in these playoff series I think he may have been coasting a little bit towards the end of the series Jalen Brown he'll have some big games smart we'll see Derek White and obviously Rob Williams is the big X factor there Al Holford just reading off those names I just think the Celtics have a better team so I'm going to go for the Celtics but I I think they'll take it in six Six. Yeah. Lewis Howard, do you concur? Yeah. Your bleed green alliances, you know can they come out here? I, uh, I will say I do agree. I do think Boston will um, win in six. But it is, it is so tough. And for me, the the thing that edges it in this is just the matchup itself. When you just look at the teams, and I think the, the Celtics at, at full strength just have so many bodies they can chuck at and bead. And you can... Obviously, he's going to get his numbers and he's going to go off every game. But he will get worn down bit by bit, I think. And for the for the six, as Louis said before, you're going to need Harden and Maxi to just have some insane games, I think. And, they, and while they are capable of it, I just don't think the consistency will be there to beat the Celtics over a seven-game series. Once the Celtics are such a well-rounded team... I do sometimes have some issues with the Celtics when it comes to their offense because it's never—it's not as bad as Miami when I watch them, but it's never fluid a lot of the time. And sometimes that—that's because of you know Marcus Smart being the being the point guard. Obviously, he's an incredible defensive player and massively valuable to the team, but they miss maybe a floor general type player sometimes, but. Even having said that, I just think the talent of the roster, how deep it is, especially some of the additions they made, I think Brogdon's a really good addition to the team. I just think when you look at how the teams match up against each other, the Celtics have the edge, so I'll say the Celtics in six. 
Ah, oh dear, this is a, a depressing one. I was going to hope for some Philly alliances here from it. Uh, like Ace Adam had just said, Embiid and Harden are deadly on their day. We we haven't yet seen that in the playoffs, but maybe that's something where is an unfair criticism of Harden that we've never seen him play alongside a Joel Embiid-esque player, perhaps. Um, this one is, is really going to be a case of, is Embiid finally going to crack it? He's had some very memorable moments in the playoffs, going off in the tunnel, crying. Uh, the, the, just, just whatever. Whenever I think of Sixers pain, I can just see Joel and B from it. This season, th- this season, he's stepped it up a different notch. He is at different player now. He's got that X factor to him. He has sort of gotten over the hill of those silly injuries, like you mentioned, Louis, that he can't go into the second round without getting a stupid eye injury or something like that. But we're we're yet to see. We're yet to see a, of it going on in the in the playoffs for. But I, I've just got something ain't right at the minute with Boston. I, I can't put my finger on it. Something's not right there. And I think if any, if it was ever going to happen for them, this is the year. If Embiid's going off that MVP role, moving on into the playoffs, if they sweep the Brooklyn Nets 4-0, if Boston get held up by Miami, there's going to be a few different things going in here. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Philly in seven. It doesn't matter because you two have both said Boston in six. But just want it on the record from myself that I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go for for Philly in seven. But we'll put we'll put Boston down in six. And uh, let me quickly catch up here. We've got Celts in seven. Um, Viva Yao Ming from Sam Longer. How you doing, Sam? I hope you're well. Um, Celtics more like L six. I've got him beat in seven. Yeah, L six got a, got a lot of love. Um, we, we we might we might be moving on to the L six. We'll hopefully see. We're hoping for some L six, but um, unfortunately these two are going are going Boston in six. So we'll roll with it there. Now we'll scroll up. We've got our Western Conference Finals here. It's that KD return. Uh, is he going to haunt the Bay, or is the Warriors, or are the Warriors going to get their own over the Suns? Lewis Howard, how are you feeling on this one? Uh, it's tough because this is almost it's almost the same story with the Warriors for each round. It's how much stock do you put in, you know, the experience and uh, and what you've seen them do in the playoffs before versus. Phoenix being, you know, the team that even even though they've had, you know, they got to the finals relatively recently, they they still are a team that needs to gel together. But I feel like by the conference finals, they should be able to have, to have got it down a little bit. I'm going to go the Suns with this. I just think they've got the best player in the series. They're overall the better team. They're the better team in the regular season. Uh, I just think they'll have too much. I will say, I think this one's a, re- a really tough call. And the other thing, the other thing I would add as well, it is mad to me that if you were to pick two players that sum up this season so far, it'd be Jokic and Embiid, and I don't think either of them are getting to the conference finals. So it, it just shows how how strange the narratives are in NBA and how, how they can change. Unless you think, you know, that Jokic or Embiid are going to go all the way, in which case, fair enough, you know, they're on great teams, but. As I said, yeah, I'll, I'll say the Fe- I'll say the Phoenix Suns, and um, I'll give Golden State the respect I think they've earned, and, and Steph the respect that I think he deserves, and I'll, I'll say seven. So you got so you got Suns going through in seven for it. Yeah, we yeah, got some. I mean. Eltics really did tickle me here, Demon Dragon. But yeah, Steffi Crazy, he has them in seven. So just the, the little the switch round on it. Louis Halpin, are you leaning with Lewis Howard here? Are you going with Demon Dragon? Where are you going? I want to know. 
Yeah, it's a difficult one for me because this isn't obviously the Western Conference Finals that I had in mind or intended. And I felt like Denver-Golden State was a very clear match-up disaster for Golden State, really. And they were going to clearly go through there. Um, and I just, I don't think I've got the same level of ratings for Phoenix as you two do. But I think if it was to come down to this matchup, I would have to pick Phoenix over over Golden State. Um, it's true. I think offensively, the Golden State Warriors could have their way. I'm, and I know we weren't trying to take this into account, but I do really think about the wear and tear of many years of playoff basketball that these guys have had to endure and had, that they had to endure, you know, last season and throughout this season, and that the fact that they've never really managed to gel or get like a consistent amount of game time together and that's been for different reasons obviously and i think jordan i think when we're thinking about golden state you know in the playoffs last year jordan paul was a massive massive part of that and he was probably a big reason why they got through in some of those or in the earlier series they were easy getting through but you know against uh memphis i can i can remember him having some big he kept steph out of the starting lineup didn't he for a couple of games he was so good and he's just not kicked on since he got that extension since the start of the season really so i think the debt factor that i may have been you know giving golden state for the previous matchups that we've had um that that doesn't play as much of a factor so you're really coming down to the starting lineups and you know i i'm trusting kd a bit more here uh kd and devin booker i think Overall, even though I've only seen them for seven games, those seven games were better than what I've seen from the Golden State Warriors in the totality of this season. So I'll I'll, I'll go for the I'll go for the go sorry the Golden State I'll go for the Phoenix Suns in six. Steph, be crazy! I got them in seven. Suns in seven. Close matchup again, but Golden State will see it through to seven. Yeah, I mean, Demon, we we appreciate it. We're we're in the, we're over here in London in the UK. We're around that area, so I mean, three AM for a, is is a pretty similar time, depending on if it's on the east or west for us. It's it's tough out here. It really is, especially come playoff time as well, because they never schedule an early one unless it's on a Sunday or a Saturday. Is the only times we'll get them. But in any case, look. I think this will be one of the, this is, of course, it's, if this does happen and we do see a Suns Warriors conference finals, this will be, there'll be so many montages on Twitter of Kevin Durant as Warriors player moving, coming back, and then they have their little tiffs and their arguments that you'll see and, and square up. For me, I think the difference here will be, it will be on Devin Booker. This is where it's going to come from because no one's going to sit there and have any qualms about KD performing in this series or Steph performing in this series. I think Clay Thompson's earned the right as well to sort of be like, you'd expect Clay Thompson to come up big. Maybe he'll have one off night, but the rest of the games in the series, he'd always be there. This will primarily be on if Devin Booker turns up as that second unit guy, essentially what he is now in, in Phoenix, if he can hold that new role in the playoffs come that time. And if he's to, like, if they start doubling or even triple teaming Kevin Durant, can D-Book get there? And I think no one doubts his qualities as, as a player. Anyways, he, he is a star in the NBA. <sighs> the issue is, and granted, Louis, I know you, you was going to have a Denver-Golden State finals and, and it goes down to it in this side of things, but... Phoenix have never done it. And this has been Chris Paul's biggest issue throughout his entire time. It's also been somewhat leveled towards Devin Booker from before, which I think was, was unfair. But I know you've put it as a sort of, as a match mark that Louis, that they've been in these sort of situations before and the wear and tear that's on them. But it then also comes down to sort of the experience I feel for it. And I think if I'd have gone into this, I probably would have had Phoenix, but the more and more I think about it, 
I don't, if, if it genuinely got to that situation, I think I'd probably end up leaning Golden State in seven, just primarily on the experience factor of going into it. I can see Chris Ball having some absolute bum games in this season, yeah. in this series as well, is the issue for it. And that's where you sort of, even though I said about Devin Booker being the main second unit guy for it, if Chris Ball's stinking up the joint, then it is going to be hard for Phoenix to get anything it'll, going in that, in that guard. It will also be key for Aiton to maybe punish the Warriors when they go small. And we haven't really mentioned Aiden throughout a lot of this run, but I think if it came down to this series, he'd be he'd be pretty important. And I think I think that point about the Devin Booker is fair because I think if you look at the the teams that Phoenix would have to go through here, I think Golden State you may say have the most consistent second scorers. You know Steph's going to give you buckets, but I feel like you can bank on Clay or Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Paul. That's three players you can kind of bank on to get you 20-plus quite easily, whereas I think Jamal Murray can do that as well. But I also, there's also some concerns there. He's not been great this season. And, you know, he, he's, he's not as talented. He's not been in those situations like those players have been. So I think that's a fair point. But, yeah. I, that's, that's a so tough one. Yeah. yeah. It's if, if I'm going gold state in seven, where, where does that leave us then? Well, it, I would say Phoenix six. I think Louis said Phoenix seven. So I think it'd be yeah, up to you yeah. to pick between six or seven for Phoenix. But I will say another thing. You know, Lou was talking about players wearing down in the playoffs. I think the Chris Paul around him and him going far. I think that's definitely something to be concerned about because that's, I think we've seen in some of the Suns games. You know, I think Pat, Patrick Beverly's talked about it before of attacking Chris Paul on on defence, you know, making him work, trying to wear him down throughout the series, especially a series this deep in the playoffs. And, you know, you've got player like, players like Steph and Jordan Paul to do that. You know, they're the perfect guys to, to be able to, to introduce that strategy. And as well, it also makes me laugh, you know, Louis, you started it with, if, if it was Denver against the Warriors, it's a matchup nightmare. You think Jokic will get what he wants. When you see Aiton, you think, well, that should be a matchup nightmare for this. Just no faith in him to be able to take advantage of it. So that, that's another thing to consider. But as I said, I'd still go Phoenix. I mean, this could be the time where we see the the birth, really, of DeAndre and as that sort of not superstar, but that top tier talent was, at the centre of what we're, great in we're the going for. When they went to the finals a couple of years ago. He's just really mm-hmm. regressed since then. He- He's just lost it since is is the issue for it. But okay, so we've got we've got the Suns six, six, and seven making it to the NBA finals from that side. We'll roll on down the two sides in green. We've got the Bucks and the Celtics. Now, I mean, this is easy for me. I'm I'm just going out there straight away. I think this is gonna be Bucks in five, if I'm being completely honest. And that is if it's Philly or Boston. I think it's Bucks in five. But I want to hear what you two say. I mean, I, I said Bucks in seven. I think it's going to be a grueler because I think the things that the problems that Boston will pose to Embiid are the same problems that they're going to pose to Yanis. And it's just having having those big bodies being able to switch as well as they can. Yeah, I, we've seen you know these matchups before, and I, I don't think it's e- it will ever be easy in any game between Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Boston in the playoffs. I don't know what the regular how they fare in the regular season, but. I, I just think it'll be a tough, a tough series, no matter what, no matter who goes through. But I, I would side with the Bucks just because I think they've, they've just got the best player in the world. Basically, sim- simple as that. And I think you'll be able to push them over the line. Yeah. Um, so this, I mean, if you look across the regular season, obviously these two played in the playoffs last time. Um, 
there is, I think, an element where the Celtics may have a matchup advantage in terms of I don't think they have the bodies they can throw at Yanis, obviously. And last year you can you kind of got to throw out the window because I think Yanis was kind of left on his own a little bit when Middleton went down. Obviously, I don't think Drew picked it up enough. Um, and I think alternatively, I don't think that the Bucks have a lot of players that they can throw at Tatum and Brown, and that's not really their technique anyway. Like I said, they prefer the help defense. They don't do, really go one on one. They prefer to shuffle the guys to the help defense, which is Brook Lopez and Yanis, who are two of the top three defensive players in the league. So that's a toughie. Um, I think because I mean we saw Yanis take this to seven just purely by himself last year, and I think the Celtics were a little bit more red hot going into the playoffs last year last time around you would say they'd come off a big win against the nets and then they got the the bucks and then Yanis just keeps coming and he just keeps going and middleton will be there you'd hope this time around i think drew's kind of developed his offensive game a little bit even though i think offensively both of these teams you said about boston i think offensively both of these teams can look a little stiff at some occasions and the ball doesn't flow very well and i think you saw the game seven last year and i think it was like wasn't it grant williams got like like a, it was like seven or so three pointers. I'm gonna yeah. make them both. I'm gonna make them yeah. both. Grant Williams. Yeah, that's exactly. This it. is the type of weird matchup where I can see that happening for for like random guys. You just mentioned Bobby Portis is a fantastic player as well, and it, like I feel like the role guys will have a, a big part to play here as well. Um, I will go the Bucks, and I, I'm uh, this is. A lot of my theory that I don't think any team that's going to make who made the NBA finals will make it again the next time around. And also, I just think this time around, the Bucks are a little bit better equipped. Uh, Jay Crowder in there as well, which will be nice. And I think they'll just grind it out in seven. So I said Bucks five, you said Bucks seven. What did you say, Lewis? Bucks seven as well. So I think, I think we just go Bucks, Bucks seven. seven. Yeah. We'll go back seven then. Um, I mean, to be honest as well, I know I had Philly going through over Boston in my thing in seven. I think Philly are a harder matchup for the Bucks than the Celtics are if it did get into that case, just from how I see things. Uh, but I disagree. Uh, I yes. think, I think disagree? As, I said, as I said with Louis, I think yeah, against the Sixers and the Bucks, I think, I think the Celtics have got a, a slight matchup advantage. It's just, uh, I think the Celtic, um, I'm sorry, the Bucks have. The, the better star player who can yeah. figure it out and, and push him over the line. You'd say the Sixers really. probably do as well, but Yanis is different stratosphere. Yeah, Yanis is just better. Yanis is better than B, basically, simple as that. He's more durable. And I, I think he's got... Yeah, I, uh, there's not much else to it. I just think he's a better player. And it, even though I think when you look at the team as a whole, maybe their talent-wise, they're similar, but... As a team, as Louis said, the way the Bucks defend, the way they scheme, I just think they're a better cohesive unit. So that, that's why, even though I'd have Boston over Philly, I'd have the Bucks over Boston. Yeah, that's fair enough. We've got uh, Celtics in six here. We've got Bucks in six. Eltics don't get a chance. They <laughs> lost bad to the Warriors last year. Eltics is a great one. I can't lie. Mm. That has really tickled me. Yeah, um, right. So we've got a Phoenix Bucks finale is what we've got going on here uh KD v Yanis Booker v Middleton Chris Paul v Drew Holiday I know there's some other ones there that we could probably include that we we aren't but 
where, where's it going? Where, who's taking home that trophy? Where's it going? Who's going to go for the parade? Are we saying Phoenix? Is Charles Barkley finally going to get his sons lifting the chip or are we going to go for the Bucks? This is the creme de la creme. Lewis Howard, I'm going to you first. What are you saying? I mean, I'm pretty confident in saying the Bucks, but I'm not sure what I'd say it in because if, if this did come around and the Bucks just did overwhelm them a bit and, uh, and win pretty handily, I'm not saying sweet, but win pretty handily, I wouldn't be completely surprised, but I'll, I'll err on the side of caution and uh, cut them some slack and just say Bucks in six. I mean, I'd have had the Suns out two rounds ago, so I'm in a, <laughs> <laughs> in a slightly difficult position here, I guess. Yeah. But I think, I, I, I mean, this is at the point where I think obviously the West is really flat in terms of quality and there's we feel like teams can beat each other there, which is why I think the Suns are a viable coming out of the West. I'm not saying that that's, not, that's an impossibility, obviously. But here is where I think, you know, the, the Suns just don't have enough defence for everything that the Bucks can throw at them. I mean, KD is the best defensive player on that team. If that if, if he's your best defensive player and then you're expecting him to go get your buckets on the other end of the floor as well, he's expecting a lot. And Yanis had his way. This is a repeat of the final a couple of years ago. He'll have his way again. Drew Holiday has a slight mental edge over Devin Booker. We cannot deny it ever since he stole that ball from him. And I just think... I, I, overall, I do think we like with the Suns, it is focused really on two players here. Uh, it's, it's focused on Booker and it's focused on Duran. Chris Paul is just not a factor in this. And I feel like Middleton has obviously not been himself this season, but I think he with, with this sort of playoff experience, maybe he can get himself going a little bit more. Drew Holiday can maintain his good level of play from this season. Those are, I, I think, already... They've got more than what the the Suns have on their side. It's just how much you trust KD or how much you trust Yanis. And I think, you know, in a vacuum, I would pick KD if it's a last shot scenario. But overall, when you, when he's wearing you down over a, a course of a seven-game series, it's just hard because they've got nothing to stop him, as opposed to some of the teams in the Eastern Conference, which do have some type of, you know, some type of defense against him. Um, so I'm gonna go for the Bucks and I'm gonna go for the Bucks in five. Bucks yeah, in five, okay. What did you have, Lewis? Bucks in, yeah, I went Bucks in six, but if, if the Bucks did do it in five, I wouldn't be surprised. The uh, the interesting thing is obviously we saw this matchup a, couple, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and it was 4 2. <laughs> now they've added Kevin Durant, but I think that speaks to how much people think the value of Chris Paul to this team has gone down. Over over those couple of years and how much he's regressed. So even though I think it's also just how dominant how dominant Yanis is as well, and people just feel how clearly he is the best player in the league. Uh, we've got Ace uh, Ace Adam here going. Buck's going to be smoking on that <laughs> Suns pack big time. GG no re NT Suns um, <laughs> NT. I'm I'm sure means a nice try. So well, thank you for that, Adam. Um, we've got Bucks and he believes the Celtics in five. So Bucks winning that in five. Uh, and we've got I think that they were taking it easy with the Middleton minutes. Yeah, I think Chris Middleton's probably just been managed quite a lot towards the back end of the regular season anyway. So um, hopefully we will see him in a better light come sort of the the end of the playoffs for it so we'll go for bucks in six should we say 
Well, it's, it's up to you. As a collective. Yeah, I said six, so you, you I, I think two. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker are going to get more than one. So I'm going to say Bucks in six for this one. But I mean, Louis, you you had who did you have get into? See, I know you mentioned that you had the Suns going out two rounds ago. Who did you have? Did you have Denver making it to the finals? Yeah, the Denver Nuggets getting through them, and I'd have had them getting through Golden State in the uh, conference finals. So what what would you have had as a Bucks Nuggets series then? It would have. Been, I, I assume we would have the same. Result. We all go. All oh, right, okay. I think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. I think a lot of people think that. If I'm being, if we're going into this playoffs, I think if you were doing a poll of a hundred people, I think probably about eighty-six of them probably pick the Bucks to win the championship if they if they follow the I NBA. Don't know. Right there. I, I don't know if it would be that high. <laughs> yeah, obviously it depends. Hundred's not a big number, so it would depend what hundred people you're asking. But yeah, random. Well, about random. I don't know the NBA so they might be the Warriors but I don't think it'd be that high people that watch the NBA I don't, I don't think it'd be that high they'd be the majority Warriors Bucks highest number Warriors Warriors Bucks, who win it and how much? I think we'd all we'd all agree the Bucks would beat the Warriors, yeah. and I think we'd also say would we say in six or would we say five? I, I'd say I'd five say six. I think maybe six. I think they're a slightly worse matchup for the Bucks. Not 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 greatly, but I think they have a better defense, basically, just slightly. Yeah, yeah, that that'll be it indeed. And then I assume. We're not going to be going for a Drew Holiday Finals MVP here. We're going to be saying <laughs> no, a Yanis yeah, Antetokounmpo I mean, if, Finals MVP. If Yanis ain't winning it, then they're not winning the chip. So it's yeah. simple as that. Really. <laughs> you know, believe me, that Bobby Port is sixth man of the year Finals MVP hype. Yanis is in the yeah, indeed. Indeed is what we're going to go. Yeah, definitely Bucks, seven, but all six. Um, and I think that's pretty much going to be it there. So, I mean, in terms of where we've gone through this, who would you say out of all of these here that apart from obviously the biggest winner would be the Bucks? Who would you say would out of your predictions then and what we've come to, who would be the biggest losers of the NBA playoffs if you had to make that prediction now? Uh it might be a bit harsh, but just considering what they're like going into it, I'd maybe um I'll maybe go with the Clippers to be honest, because I think they're gonna get bounced in the first round. Uh- I'm tempted to say the Kings because obviously they'd be the third seed losing to the sixth seed, but I think they're kind of just happy to be there if I'm if I'm yeah. being fair. So what you've got going through there, I didn't have Memphis going through over the Lakers. I, I, I had yeah, Memphis that's true. Lakers, so I think it has to be that surely if that, yeah, if that yeah, were to that, happen. I'm not gonna lie, I completely forgot that we had Memphis going out in the first round. Yeah, Memphis would definitely be the biggest losers. It'd be very interesting as well to see some of the the shakeups that would occur if if a Memphis guy in the second round. In the first round, sorry, I think there would be some off-season dealings having yeah. to be made from that because you can't you can't go second seed and then get bounced first round. I know it could be they could be seen as unfortunate, but it would that that's how it would and that's that's the optics on it. That's how it look. Yeah, I mean the Lakers done the same thing when they went out to the Suns, didn't they? Um, a couple of years ago, they traded for Russell Westbrook, so we'll see. But I think the, the context of Memphis's season is a little bit different, obviously. Given yeah. that, but I do think they need more. I do think they need a second, like bona fide guy. So, you know how they get that is it's up in the air. But there'll be a lot of off season moves, obviously, like you like you mentioned, and the Mavs will be in big play this off season. You'd expect the Blazers and Dame and everything. So there'll be some big off season moves, as there always are when it rolls around to it. 
Uh, I agree with the, uh, the yeah. Clippers as a disappointment. They had a great team on paper for what, three, four years now. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just that it's it's something that's just not clicked with them as well. There has been obviously the mental issues with the with the Clippers, but they've not been on the court at the right time throughout some of these stages. And it's always been about chemistry and team fluidity that builds up to it. And obviously, again, coming up to it now, Kawhi has been healthy for a long enough period, but you've then missed out Paul George and then they've thrown Russell Westbrook into the mix. And yeah, it's just not been a, a sort of, they've not had a full season of, continuity with the clippers but in any case we're going to wrap that one up there thank you very much for watching if you are doing so if you're watching this on youtube please consider hitting that subscribe button it would help us out more than you could possibly imagine and if you're listening to this on one of our podcasting sites whether that be spotify google Podcasts, or whatever if you could hit the follow button on there and leave us a review it would help us out massively uh my so rare nba video for the playoffs is going to drop tomorrow as well so that'll be in your sub boxes so make sure you look out for that one because i think the lock for that is tomorrow night but in any case have you boys got anything else that you want to to say for the for the playoffs no just ready ready for it to start louis you're good with that one you're you're ready for it yeah i was trying to think of a catchy way to end this but this is <laughs> insight comment i'm seeing yeah. right here is a raised <laughs> smile upon my face <laughs> yeah in any case uh for louis helping for lewis howard and for myself jordan leisure thank you very much for watching and we'll catch you in the next one